This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It's been nearly four decades since renowned labor activist Rodolfo Rudy Lozano was tragically murdered in his little village home. At just 31, he had been instrumental in the election of Harold Washington, Chicago's first black mayor. Lozano was passionate about building bridges between black and Latino residents. He also fought for Latin American courses and for more Latino faculty at his alma mater, the University of Illinois at Chicago. Now he's the subject of a new exhibit at UIC. It's called A Search for Unity, Rudy Lozano and the Coalition Building in Chicago. And it runs until next fall. Joining us now to discuss is Maria de los Angeles Torres. She's a distinguished professor of Latin American and Latino studies at UIC. Professor Torres, welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for being with us. And David Greenstein, a lecturer in special collections and university archives at UIC. David, thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Professor Torres, you met Rudy Lozano while you were an organizer with the International Ladies Garment Workers Union. So what was your first impression of him? Well, I have to say I was in Texas at the time. Uh, There was a group, a national group of Latino activists um, who were involved in community-based organizing as well as in labor organizing. And Rudy was one of the first first persons that I met who was in Chicago. And he was very focused, uh, very serious, and um, actually very welcoming of of new people to the city of Chicago. And so I think that the the, the one characteristic that I you know took away was um, it really is almost um, total commitment to social justice causes. Yeah. Well, Rudy was born in Texas in 1951. He grew up in Chicago's Pilsen neighborhood, though. So, David, tell us how he got involved in community organizing. Well, Rudy Lozano actually got involved in um, activism and organizing when he was very young, still a student. He began his career when he was a student at Harrison High School, and uh, the students there tried to organize to press the school to hire um, more Latinx teachers and more um, have more curriculum that reflected um, their own um, history and culture as well. So that was when he was just a high school student, and then he also worked um, as a, a student organizer and activist when he was at uh, UIC. Um, there he joined a movement that was pressing the university to recruit more um, Latinx students and um, to reshape the curriculum there also yeah. um, to include more of their history. What issues did he focus on around the start of his career? Um, there it was mostly edu- education issues related to um, the schools that that he attended, but um, very soon he moved into uh, a wide array of other kinds of issues uh, that were also sort of focused on bringing different groups of people together. He was a, a labor organizer and he worked for the International Ladies Garment Workers Union and other organizations in Chicago. And he really tried to bring workers together that were both documented and undocumented, which um, you know wasn't always um, the case in union organizing at the time. So. Yeah. Um, bringing those different groups of people together. Professor Torres, we mentioned uh, his passion for building coalitions between black and brown residents here in Chicago. How was he able to bring these communities together? 
Well, I'd like to just make one point about the labor organizing. He was also one of the founders of GASA, which was an organization that um, uh, wanted to unite the struggles in Mexico with the struggles of Latinos in the United States. And again, um, you know, back to um, what David was saying, I think that that was very innovative because a lot of people were just focused on the U.S. or in Mexico, just on Mexico. So it was building a bridge there. Um, And I think that that ability to build bridges is what he brings to the table as we began organizing uh, for Harold Washington. And I should say that he brought together Latinos, also progressive whites, okay, and and the black community. Um, Little Village was, you know, kind of straddled several communities, and I think from the bottom up, he was able to bring together. But citywide, um, he was a member of an organization that we all um, uh, uh, founded, uh, in the 80s called the Latin American Network, mm-hmm. um, which was bringing together, um, you know, Latinos are not all the same, right? Right. Uh, we're not from the same places. So it was an, uh, a, a network of like almost 20 organizations, people who were, you know, doing the same thing he was doing with Mexico, but with their own home country. I mean, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, um, Argentina, eh, Colombia. Um, and so I think that bridge building was something that he did naturally. Mm. David, talk more about his role in Harold Washington's campaign. Um, yeah, so as uh, Dr. Torres was mentioning, he, he really played an important role in um, forming the multiracial coalition that elected Washington, the city's first black mayor, um, bringing together not only um, black and Latinx uh, Chicagoans, but also white progressives, white workers. He was um, really working to bridge those boundaries as well. Um, And uh, in the exhibit at the USC library, you can see great documents from the campaign, um, posters and things like that, but also documents that show his coalition building. Um, For example, he was running for alderman of the 22nd Ward at the same time that Washington was running for mayor. So they had materials to educate campaign workers on how to address um, voters who might be interested in Washington to also look at Lozano's campaign or voters who were supporting Lozano, um, how they might talk to them about also um, supporting Washington's campaign as well. So in the exhibit, there are documents that show that kind of uh, coalition building. I want to play a clip from Illinois Congressman Chuy Garcia. Uh, He was Lozano's campaign manager back in 83, and here he is speaking at a Black-Brown Unity rally in 2020 to honor Lozano's memory and to also call for action after the murder of George Floyd. Let's listen. We celebrate Rudy's life and tradition, vowing like we did on June 8, 1983, not to succumb, not to be afraid, and to dare to win many victories by uniting people brown and black and Asian and people with documents and people without documents. That was our vow in 1983, and we would not relent. Professor Torres, what do you think about the congressman's speech? I think it captures the spirit of the time. You know, we were all young and very, um, some of us had a little bit more experience in electoral politics than others. But as the camp, as Harold won, and it was in part, it was a surprise that he won, but he won. Um, you know, we were left with trying to make sense of what we wanted from city government. And again, I think that that tradition of 
being inclusive, um, we came up with this idea of a commission on Latino affairs. And, you know, about a week before Rudy was killed, I was meeting with him actually in Nuevo León in Pilsen, um, talking about how we were going to pressure the mayor to make sure that he did fulfill the promises that um, that he had made. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, that commitment that, I mean, that, that Congressman Garcia is talking about is something that, you know, kept the movement alive, kept us going during times that were very difficult because one thing is coalitions to get in, another thing is coalitions to stay in. And uh, so after Rudy was killed, and, you know, I think that it's important to understand that what he was doing with his life at that moment and with his work was, was organizing undocumented workers in tortilla factories that were notorious for their, their their reputation that they had of using this as fronts for drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, it was dangerous work. I mean, but it was work that he was committed to. And, you know, a lot of the workers, you know, when they started organizing, they would threaten, the owners of the factories would threaten them to send them back to Mexico. And he was trying to really think how that community-based organizing continued at the same time that we were moving into an, another arena, yeah. which was becoming administrators at a municipal government. David, let's talk about the new exhibit at UIC. How did it all come together? Um, well, the UIC library um, holds the uh, Rudy Lozano papers, and so the exhibit is really trying to showcase some of the great uh, materials that are available to researchers and to the public as part of his um, collection of papers there. Um, but it's really also trying to show um, the different ways that you know, uh, Lozano brought groups of people together, um, various uh, Latinx communities in his own neighborhoods, documented and undocumented workers, mm-hmm. and then also the political coalition he formed of uh, help form of black, um, Latinx, and white uh, workers as well. So that was really the idea behind it to kind of show uh, his his papers, and those materials are are a part of the exhibit. You can see campaign materials, documents from when he was a union organizer, the daily notes that he took, so you can see what the the day-to-day life of an organizer like that working at those um, tortilla factories was like, um, and uh, and also you know materials from from his campaigns and that show um, some of his legacy in the city here as well. What lessons would you say we can learn from his approach to community organizing? Um, well, I think, you know, one of the things, especially for um, for uh, students and other young people today is to remember that, you know, he did this all when, when he was very young. He, he died when he was only 31 uh, years old, and he started when he was um, just in high school. So right. I think one thing you can take away is that um, even young people can play uh, important roles in some of these struggles, which are really still ongoing today. Just about 30 seconds left, Professor. Give us your final thoughts on Rudy Lozano's legacy here in Chicago. I think that we're 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 still struggling to build coalitions. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, but I think that his persistence and his commitment to it um, are one of the things that we can take away because it doesn't always, you know, you build a coalition and it it sometimes um, falls apart. Yeah. You have to come back and continue to do it. That's Maria de los Angeles Torres, Distinguished Professor of Latin American and Latino Studies at UIC, and David Greenstein, Lecturer in Special Collections and University Archives at UIC. Thank you both.
You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.